Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of favorite rods, FX rods, Guggenbaits, X-Zone Lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at oldgloryoutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or order online and pick up at the store. When you order, use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS and you'll save 10% off your complete order. Plus, you'll help support the show. Make sure to check out the apparel line called OGO Gear while you're there. Old Glory Outdoors believes in the slogan, start them young, to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature. They've got a full array of live bait too. Check out oldgloryoutdoors.com and use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS, save some money, and gear up now. Hey guys, it's Bobby Roast Beef, and I have Frank, Frank from Slay Nation Tournament Fishing. Uh, Slay Nation Tournament Fishing is uh, is a group, an organization that does kayak, canoe, and john boat uh, tournaments uh, all over the place. Frank's got a really, really great event coming up. It's coming up this, what is it, coming up uh, on the 5th, the day after Independence Day. Frank, why don't you take it away and tell everybody what's going on. That's right. Thank you, Mr. Roast Beef. Appreciate it. Um, Hello, Slayers. Woo! So listen, uh, yeah, July 5th, we have something really special going on. We've been conducting a whole bunch of fundraising events the last three months. And so this one hit personal. Mm -hmm. Uh, a, a, A Slay Nation member, also a kayak community member fishing in the KBBT, fishing in the KBF events, Sherman Bishop. Many people that fish all these events know of Sherman. He's from Florida. He came down with the COVID. And, um, you know, so uh, Marcus Coates, who is a KBBT announcer and, uh, and also a, a well-known kayak angler, Bobby Big Gun Morin, also a KBF member and KBBT guy who's won a few of our fundraising events, uh, down in Florida, reached out, and um, the three of us are putting together a one-day, one-chance, one-champ online fundraising event, July 5th, for our buddy, Mr. Sherman Bishop. Um, and he's been out of work, uh, medical bills, things of that nature. So we want to do our part as a fishing community to give back and support a brother. Um, and uh, this is a nationwide online event, Bobby. So, um, and we're talking bank fishing all the way to big boats and everything in between. Uh, your typical CPR catch photo release format. So you have to have a certified catch board, all right, or a certified uh, hog trough, right? A measuring board. Uh, that meets the specific parameters. So, for example, you cannot use a foldable board. Um, you cannot use those thin, thin aluminum boards that you get at Bass Pro Shops, okay? It has to be um, you're more of your catch photo release type measuring uh, device. And if anybody needs questions or uh, uh, resources, you could hit us up um, on our Instagram page at Slay Nation Tournament Fishing uh, or my personal page, Frankie underscore Provolone. 
uh, or uh, contact us at slaynationtournamentfishing at gmail.com. And, and Bobby, Marcus, myself will help you out. But it's $37 entry fee, okay, uh, for July 5th. $7 of maintenance fees, you know, goes to Tourney X and the PayPal fee. So $30 left in the pot, 100% proceeds go to Mr. Bishop, a.k.a. the Shermanator. Um, and so we're going to help a brother out. But we also, first, second, third, and fourth place, will be taking home uh, official quality metal trophies. I've seen them. They're the big circular ones like you might see on like MLF those big circular type uh, uh, trophies to take mm -hmm. home that will say first, second, third, or fourth. We also uh, are getting uh, gray goat lures. They're a local Slay Nation uh, partner on board. Uh, first to fifth place, we'll be taking home a customized uh, six pack of spinner baits. They get to design it from scratch from That's our awesome. buddy Alvin Paleana. Yes. So you can find out all this information and the event description on tourneyx.com. All you have to do is type in tournament search, uh, the Bishop Bassapalooza. And that is July 5th, where the fireworks are going to rock. And listen, bank fishermen, big boat fishermen, and everybody in between, this is your time for bragging rights. I'm talking, if anybody's paying attention to the kayak scene, the KBBT, the Kayak Bass Bracket Tour is the hottest thing right now. All right. It's like March Madness style fishing one-on-one. -on -one, okay. Starting from 128 anglers down, you're going to have them competing. You're going to have top 10, top 20 KBF kayak anglers across the country competing in this. And this is your time to shine. If a bank fisherman wins, you get to talk trash forever. This is your time to build a legacy. It's a friendly competition, fishing for a mission, but also uh, it, it's a way to get out there. We know a lot of people will be off of work for those uh, that might uh, still be working. July 5th, the day after 4th July, get registered. Get registered. Again, the Bishop Bassapalooza on Tourney X. Join today. That's awesome, man. That sounds really, really cool. I think I'm going to have to check that out because I will be back on the 5th and I could plan some time to fish and have a good time. And uh, that's awesome. So let's uh, for anybody that's interested in doing it, what are the specifics about the bunk, uh, about the bump board that they need to have? Like, what does the board have to have in order to pass? Absolutely. It has to have, you know, what they call a bump fence where the yep. mouth has to touch. Okay. It has to have, uh, you know, the typical catch board, right? The most popular one that it's like aluminum, right? They're more expensive. Yep. They have to be lined. Usually those are, are lined with white paint. Um, if you happen to have a PVC, like your typical hog trough, they call it, um, the lines have to be blackened, right? Usually, excuse me, when you purchase a board like that, the lines are naked. So they're raised, yeah. the, the quarter increments, they're raised, but you, you don't find them blackened. So you have to take a, a Sharpie, a black Sharpie, and, um, you know, finely line it carefully, you know, try not to make your lines all crooked. And then also you have to line where the actual, the flat part of the measuring device meets the bump fence. You have to line that crease. And the reason you line that crease is for a judge so when we judge your fish on Tourney X, that helps us um, uh, look at the fish's mouth to see it cross that threshold, and it lets the judge know that the mouth is touching that bump fence. Mm -hmm. um, and what most kayak or you know uh, online anglers do is they'll either put a sticker on the bump fence, 
or mark it with an X or blacken it or whatever. Give some contrast. At most, a lot of people use the PVC ones are cheaper. Yep. Okay. And you can go, you can go to Hagensfishingcompany.com. That's where Slay Nation gets their supplies. That's the cheapest one in the market, but it's exactly like all the other PVC ones. Yeah. That one is $12.45 with tax and shipping. You'll get it for like 15 bucks. Um, you can go to fishonline.com for one. Um, you know, uh, Yak Attack has them for sale. Um, but those are your cheaper ones. So for anybody that really maybe is only doing a few online events, that might be your go-to. For someone that's more serious, go look at a catch board and, uh, you know, you'll spend your, you know, 40 to 80 bucks, but it will last you a lifetime. That's pretty much it on the, on that. And then again, measuring the fish, make sure you read our rules. That's always the biggest factor in any of these uh, online bass fishing events is proper measurement, laying the fish left to right, making sure the dorsal fins up top, mouth closed. We are strict judges because we have to be yep. right. So making sure the mouth is completely shut in these online events. Uh, if the mouth is open at all, it is a one inch deduction. If the fish is measured incorrectly, like right to left instead of left to right, it is denied. Um, we always suggest anglers take two picks of their fish because you might have a better one than the one you submit. So a director might say, Hey, Frank, uh, I, I, you're, I can't read your fish cause, uh, it was raining and everything's blurry. I can't, I legitimately can't read the, the digits on your board. Do you have a better picture? Oh yeah. I took a better one. All mm -hmm. right. Submit that one and I'll remove this one. So always take two pictures. There's no tail pinching, uh, in this event. Um, I know it's fundraising event, but we have to be fair and square across the board because trophies are given out and, uh, it's called honesty and respecting the sport itself. So yep. um, that's um, that's a few of that in a nutshell, but all the description and rules are on that Tourney X um, uh, event. That's awesome, man. I think you're doing a great thing, and uh, it's it's always good when, when these types of events pop up because you, you get to expose people to tournament-style fishing, um, and they might think that they are, they're unable to do this, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a whole lot of fun, and you get to help somebody out. As a uh, an official uh, COVID survivor, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. My wife and oh, I, man. my wife's a healthcare worker, and we knew that it was only a matter of time before it was getting in the house. And Holy moly! Yeah, yeah, we got we got lucky. We were blessed. It was very very mild, but I've got friends that weren't the case. So so absolutely, yeah. like this is serious stuff. Anyway, yeah. Frank, that was awesome. Uh, we're gonna have you on in a few weeks. I'll uh, I'll hit you up on Instagram, and we will uh, schedule that, and we'll do a full on interview. It'll be great. Good luck with the tournament on the fifth. I'm gonna do what I can to spread the word on Instagram, share some of your posts, and uh, I hope I hope you have a huge turnout, man. I really do. I greatly appreciate it, Bobby. And yes, uh, everybody, go to Tourney X, the Bishop Bassapalooza. See what you got against KBBTs, KBFs, and the Slayers. This is the kind of thing where you're like, let's have an upset. That would just be great. That'd be hilarious, you know? Yep, absolutely. Always good stuff. All right, Frank, take care. You have a good one, and we'll see you soon. All right, thanks, Bobby. Appreciate it. Excellent to uh, get some information here from Frank over at Slay Nation Tournament Fishing. You know, like you said, Slay Nation is a, a really good uh, organization. The fact that they're, they've got such a great event happening to help out a fellow angler, I think, is just uh, freaking awesome. So it's it's the Bishop Bassapalooza on the 5th of July. Look, anytime you can fish and uh, be helping out a fellow angler at the same time, a fellow human being, really, at the end of the day, regardless if they're an angler or not, anytime you can do something 
something you love to help somebody who's in need, that is a, a great thing, and it's a an, it's an excellent use of your your skills and your talents, all, all for the greater good, which is fantastic. I'm all about that. Anyway, guys, it's uh, it's a little interesting kind of show that we have here. It's definitely split up. So we have this little uh, bit here with Frank early on. Well, I'm a, I'm about to recap the Chronic Trips Elevated Virtual Fishing Tournament stats right now. I'm a little bit earlier than I normally would be. It is currently Sunday. I normally take the uh, the stats from Monday, usually later in the day, and uh, record them then. But I will actually be out of town for a little bit. So I've got a bunch of stuff ready to go for you. You will not miss anything uh, that is fantastic from jigs and bigs you're going to get everything your little heart desires from this show uh so let's go ahead and do a couple of things i'm going to go through these uh standings as they are currently as of sunday the 28th we'll go through those standings let everybody know what is up and how things are are working out and then uh, i'm going to recap my personal fishing this week uh i it's it's been a good one it's been a really good one i got i got new stuff for everybody and then uh we're going to take a short break and we'll be back with sean the fisherman and our interview segment we've got uh ethan newsom who is a high school student from alabama and he's going to give us a little bit of his story about uh his passion for fishing and share some great stuff uh with us on today's show so let's go ahead and get to it guys how does this all look well so standings for the chronic trips virtual fishing tournament look like this uh we've got stringer of catfish unchanged from last week we got brock jenkins at 11 and a half inches in fourth place third place is mark huar jr uh with 12 and three quarter inches second place joey murked at 14 inches and then sean uh sean the fisherman 14 and a half inches for first place we go over to crappie crappie we have had a couple of things change so we got joey murked in five in uh, fifth place we got sean the fisherman at 11 and a quarter inches uh with joey murk by the way at 11 inches 11 and a quarter for fourth place sean the fisherman mark Huar jr comes in at 11 three quarter inches with an even 12 second place devin mcdaniel at first place we've got jeremy andrews yeah yeah that jeremy andrews uh from uh, our previous episode uh, in first right now for crappie with a 12 and a quarter inch crappie. Nice job. Haddock, still only one entry there. It's a 19 incher. It belongs to Brock Jenkins. Nice job, Brock. Stringer of large mouse, mouth bass. Now, uh, the large mouth category is by far the most popular. We have 11 entries in there altogether. You may know a little bit, and you may you may realize a little bit of a change in here. I'll, I'll go through slowly so you get it. We've got uh, 11th place belongs to Brock Jenkins with a 10, a 10 incher. We've got 14 and three quarters. It's a big jump. For 10th place, Devin McDaniel. We got Joey Merked at 15 inches in ninth place. Eighth place belongs to Nelson DaCosta with a 16 incher. We got 16 and a half. For Jesse Clark, uh, we've got Laura Huard with a 17 incher in sixth place. Now, Laura's is currently unverified. Uh, all that means is that it has not been uh, clicked through by the judges just yet. I'm expecting that to go by any through. Uh, go, go through, I should say, in any moment. Uh, it looks good to me everything on here seems to look just fine so i'm sure it's just a matter of it going through fifth place with 18 inches we got mark huar jr nice job a tie also uh, uh at 18 inches we've got jeremy andrews at 18 we've got another tie on the board third place your boy bobby rose beef coming in 18.5 inches and this guys was my new pb set the other night in uh, in the berkshires the beautiful berkshires uh we had a great time went out kayak fishing it was 
was awesome. And I'm tied with Sean the Fisherman at 18.5 inches. We've got Dennis Triantafilopoulos with 18 and three quarter inches still up in first place right now. Nice job, Dennis. Northern Pike. It has been 28 days that this tournament has been going on and not a single northern has been caught i'm a little surprised because i know for a fact at least a couple of our anglers from this tournament have been out targeting pike but not a single pike to be had uh stringers a perch here we go uh laura huard at nine and a quarter inches for fourth place ten and a quarter for mark huard jr and we've got uh second place joey murked ten and a half inches sean the fisherman comes in with the biggest perch of all 12 inches for first place right now pick roll was pretty interesting though i don't know that we had any changes from last week we got brock jenkins at a 16 inch mark who jr with 18 and a quarter 20 inches holds down fourth place for joey Merck. we got dennis trying to philopolis at 21 inches starting out the top three in second place nelson DaCosta comes in at 22 and a half for second place and at 25 and a half We've got Sean the Fisherman for Chain Pickerel. Nice job. Smallmouth. We've got two entries here. We've got Devin McDaniel coming in at 13 and three quarter inches. Then first place with Sean the Fisherman at 17 and a quarter for Smallmouth Bass. Striped Bass. Things are pretty interesting. We got Mark Huard Jr. holding down fifth at 20 and a half inches. We got 22 and a half for Laura Huard. We've got Brock Jenkins at 25 inches, 26 for Sean the Fisherman in second place, and Joey Merked uh, holding in at 27.5. Now, I should say, uh, right as it stands at this moment, Mark Huard's 20, uh, fifth place, 20.5 inch, and Joey Merck's first place, 27.5, are unverified. But again, that may very well change in, in moments. Um, by the time this airs, I'm sure that they will be cleared. Uh, we have a Sunfish. So we have an eight and a quarter inch Sunfish for Devin McDaniel, and then Sean the Fisherman, uh, with uh, an eight and three quarter inch sunfish, we've got trout. Trout's looking pretty good too. We have Brock Jenkins in fifth at twelve and a quarter inches. Sean Dominic at twelve and a half. Uh, we have Nelson DaCosta at fourteen and a half inches. That's third place. Laura Huard comes in twenty-two and a half inches for second place and first place at a twenty-three incher. We got Mark Huard Jr. We go to cod. Still only one cod on the board right now. It belongs to Aaron Coleman with 24.5 inches. Uh, Stringer of mackerel. Brock Jenkins still the only one holding it down with a 14-incher holding down first place there. No tuna yet on the board. Now, the stringer of five any fish gets a little interesting. Your boy Bobby Rosebeef is in last place for this uh, category right here. Uh, caught a, uh, a largemouth when I was out with the Lunker Lads and the Hookset Hoodlum guys. We are out in, uh, in Central Mass doing a little bit of kayak fishing. Uh, Sean the Fisherman and I had out head out there, and uh, I, ca- I caught a butte, 16 and a half inch, and since it didn't help my bass category, I decided to put it in the stringer of any other fish, uh, five. So that's not too bad. It at least puts me on the board there. Uh, and then we got eighth place right there, Brock Jenkins at 22 inches total for that stringer. Devin McDaniel at 39 and a quarter for seventh place. Laura Huard, here's a big jump. We go to 72 and three quarter inches for sixth place for Laura Huard. Nice job. Uh, Laura has a couple of these that need, just need to be verified, but that is a significant, significant, significant stringer right there. We jump up. Let's see. We got Nelson DaCosta at 79 and three quarter inches holding down fifth place. We got Mark Huard Jr 
here on this uh, lineup, these standings here. Marquard comes in at 93 and a quarter inches. That's fourth place. Joey Merkt. Joey Merkt is in third right now at 128.5. Now, there is in here, Joey had, uh, apparently he caught a tire, like a whole wheel, rim and everything. And he's got a release photo or a release video rather for it. Um, It says that it has been uh, denied out of there, that one catch. But I think that the total might still be representing it. Maybe, where is he? 128? Yeah, might be. So we have to figure that out uh, and and figure out how, where that actually is going to land once we adjust that. And we got Sean the Fisherman, second place at 130. 33 and three quarter inches right now uh and then aaron coleman is uh first place of the stringer of any five other fish at a total of 136 and a half inches for aaron coleman that 135 is only four fish he hasn't even hit the limit yet so who knows what's going to happen i am hearing a little bit of rumblings about some of our anglers going out shark fishing Uh, i think that's over this weekend here so we could absolutely see some interesting stuff go down there i have also heard that there were a couple of charters going out for stripers uh and as well as uh, a few other ocean charters so we should see in the next few days how this all plays out because this is all over at the end of the month we'll see what happens i know it's it's the competition's getting hot right now it's getting hot so uh, as far as my fishing goes for the week i kind of really let the cat out of the bag with the standings because it affected the standings significantly first off my new pb is 18 and a half inches. It was a beast. I went out with uh, Sean the Fisherman. He and I had gone to a spot where we were planning on uh, on primarily throwing jigs and actually uh, Sean was killing them on the jigs and I was throwing the, the pretty much the same jig, same color, everything. Could not connect at all with any of them. Then we hit up uh, a spot on this body of water that's got a lot of uh, lily pads and weeds and we were throwing some frogs around. Neither one of us had any luck over there and I said screw it. We're just going to, th- we're going to throw a weightless Senko. We'll see how it works out. Black and blue. You know, the sun was just going out. Gorgeous night. It was absolutely beautiful. And this tank... Hit that 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 rubber worm, and we, we I managed to uh, successfully land, uh, catch, photo, and release uh, properly, and uh, everything worked out. Again, that's a skill I am I'm I'm pretty new to kayak fishing, so you know for me to be able to be this involved and and pay that much attention to the details as far as measuring and photographing and everything, and have a quality release, man, it was a good feeling. So that's a new PB, and and I'm not going completely uh, ape shit about that that PB per se. Because now my my main goal is now I have that set number that I'm looking for. And I'm measuring length. I'm not weighing these fish necessarily. I'm looking to beat that length. So uh, the goal of mine has always been to... uh, to when I when I get a PB to have a replica made, and I was just looking for that number. So now that I have that number to beat, the next fish I beat that's over eighteen and a qu- eighteen and a half inches, excuse me, then I'm going to uh, take proper measurements, get some really good photos and a weight, of course, and uh, try and get a, a a replica made up because uh, you know want these fish to to survive for other generations. Let somebody else catch this this amazing uh, wonder, and you know and uh, 
be, uh, you know, and, and safely release it back so someone else further down the chain can go ahead and catch it as well. That's the idea. Anyway, so we're right there, and then I go out. <laughs> this is great. So a group of us got together over the weekend and did some kayak fishing over in Central Mass. Now, the plan was the Hookset Hoodlum guys and myself, we both had uh, needed to get over to Old Glory Outdoors. Old Glory Outdoors, you probably heard the spot at the beginning of the show. Anyway, um, before I go any further about that, I got to say thank you very much, guys. Uh, I spoke with Joe from old glory and you guys are using the promo code you know that is awesome uh you know you can save yourself what is it 10 percent? save yourself some cash when you use the promo code jigs and bigs at checkout and it's a huge way just to let joe even know that you're hearing about old glory outdoors from uh from the podcast that means a lot so thank you very very much i guess uh some of you guys are really jumping in over there making your orders he's got a great lineup of brands great 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 stuff out there i mean it is he's absolutely killing it. Anyway, Joe has a group of young guys who represent the store and uh, and kind of work alongside him. I know that they uh, they fish, on, I think, on his boat periodically, and and uh, they've been killing it on Instagram. Uh, these guys, the Lunker Lads. Uh, we hooked up with them, and we just basically took the, the early part of the day. I think we, we set off at like, well, I, I think we we're supposed to go at 5.30, and we ended up, uh, the whole group was on the water by about 10 to 6. Not saying anything, but... <laughs> You know how it works. It was a great time, though. It was first off, it was really nice to meet all these guys in person, and uh, and and that was great. I mean, we had a, an awesome time. And at the end of the day, everybody ended up catching some fish. One there was one one of the guys did get skunked while we were out, but had gone out again later that day, and no skunk. So it was really good. I will say this much: Sean the fisherman. Can we just have a round of applause for Sean the fisherman? <laughs> I think uh, he he caught what fifteen to my one, um, and that we had a couple other guys too that only caught one, or everybody else had only actually caught one or two all day long. Sean went out there and he had a map, he had notes, he had a plan, and he stuck to it. I mean, you know, we all had a great time, but man, he really laid it down. Nice job. Not for nothing though. I just happened to tie him for biggest fish of the day. I mean, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and and dust off my shoulders there because I feel like that's an accomplishment you know at least in the Bobby Rose Beef world went over to OGO got to meet Joe in person you know we've talked a bunch uh mainly through uh IMs and and uh and and text messages and stuff he's a great guy you know he's really he's local business so if you're local in Massachusetts head on over to the shop there in East Brookfield check it out go online and you can order amazing stuff from him so here's what he carries as far as baits go he's got so much great stuff lined up first off He's got he's got Guggenbaits. He's got Sixth Sense. He's got uh, X Zone. He's got so many other killer brands as far as baits that he's got. He's got 13 fishing baits, but he also has 13 fishing rods and reels. He's got uh, a brand new company I'm not familiar with, but he says is very good. It's called Arc Rods, and I guess they're they're awesome. So I may have to look into that, and I'll explain why. He's got favorite rods. He's also got oh, what else does he have there for? He's got all kinds of great stuff. Um, he's got. Ardent. He's got favorite uh, reels as well. He also has Shimano. That's a uh, relatively new ad over there. He he added Shimano to the line of product that he's carrying, and um, 
I did a thing. I, I bought myself uh, a, a Curado 201XG uh, so that it's, uh, it's, a, it's a really, really fast reel. That's what I was looking for. And uh, everybody says that these are absolutely fantastic. So I put this on my frogging setup. I basically throw uh, frogs and, and buzz baits and, uh, you know, some other top waters on here as well. But primarily, like, the, the, the you know, the, the, when I when I need the speed, that's what I'm looking for. So I decided I was just going to go for it and uh, and give her the old whirl because I was using a six point three to one uh, black max on that rod before, and it was always uh, you know having to just burn that reel to kind of pick up that line quickly. This will make my life a little bit more convenient. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be real like. It's just great over there. So if you've got stuff, if you're looking for a new combo, you're looking to put together a combo, like choose your rod and your reel, you're looking to buy some baits and as well as get some apparel because you can get your hooks at Hoodlum stuff over there too, go online. Go over to oldgloryoutdoors.com and uh, and get yourself some stuff. Use the promo code Jigs and Big. Save yourself some money and, uh, you know, it's going to be pretty awesome. Anyway, there's just so much, so much, so much stuff going on. I am really excited. I'm going to take some, some time for myself. going to go visit the Green Mountain State and uh, do some fishing up there while I'm uh, I'm 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 uh, relaxing a little bit before things uh, start getting crazy because I've I've recently started getting some uh, some some hearing some rumblings that life is getting a little bit more back to normal which is kind of cool you know we'll work on all that very very interesting the way things kind of fall together so we're looking forward to the future it's going to be really really great everybody stick around after this break we've got sean the fisherman and uh and his tale well, i'll just let you fill him in the, in the dark corners of sean the fisherman's uh mind I'll, I'll let him fill you in on his story anyway sean the fisherman coming up after the break and then we've got ethan newsom all the way from alabama yeah we're reaching people and uh connecting with awesome anglers anyway guys we'll see you on the other end of this sean 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 Hey, this is Sean the Fisherman with my weekly fishing tale of woe. 20 years ago, a friend of mine and I did a lot of catfishing out in the Midwest. And we had read an article, I believe, in North American Fishing Club, the now defunct North American Fishing Club magazine, that detailed all sorts of wacky catfish baits. And over a few beers one night, we had an argument over what would and actually would and would not actually work pertaining to one additive for catfish. So for one entire summer, Anytime we went out night fishing for catfish, my buddy used a weighted night crawler. My buddy with the worms was the control group. The experimental group, me, was night crawlers completely covered in preparation age. Because of our drinking habits that summer, we never really find out the winner. I can tell you this. I did catch a lot of damn catfish with preparation age. Is it because it's made of fish oil? I have no idea. But I can also tell you this for a fact. Covering live, gigantic, wiggling night crawlers, sometimes with their soil on them from their container, with preparation age, may be the most disgusting thing I've ever done in my life. 
Thanks. I'm Sean the Fisherman. Have a good week. Hey, guys. Bobby Roast Beef here, and uh, it is interview time. I've got uh, Ethan Newsom, who is a, a high school student in Alabama, hit me up on Instagram and uh, was interested in coming on the show, and I'm, I'm all about bringing out everybody from all over the country, talk about fishing, talk about a shared passion for fishing. And uh, Ethan, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, I, I, I had, uh, you know, when we were talking in the pre-interview, I had mentioned that just yesterday, so the episode episode that'll actually air a week before this one does here. I had interviewed uh, Lunker Lads on on Instagram. Lunker Lads are three guys from Massachusetts, and at the time, they were the youngest group of, uh, of, of anglers I had had on the show. Yeah, actually, I, I take that back. I, Becca, yeah, Fishing with Becca from YouTube may actually be younger than, but they're in the same kind of market, and I think you just stole the title. So, I mean, that's a win. You know, you, you got that going for you. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Why don't you tell me a little bit about how you discovered fishing and like some of your experiences early on and tell me about how it kind of brought you up to the point where you, where you are today. Like, was there any like uh, elevated interest or anything like that? Tell me about sort of your story when it comes to angling. So it all started off whenever I was younger. My uh, Nana and Papa, they have a um, catfish pond up in their house in Phoenix City, Alabama. Nice. And... um used to go fishing there over the summer whenever I was younger because I'd stay up there. And then um, later on, I'd go there more, but it developed to where I'd go to my aunt's house a lot more now. Yep. And um, it all started whenever uh, me and my girlfriend, we broke up and I had to find something to cope with that. I was like, you know what? Fishing is pretty fun. So I started doing that. Yep. And it just became a passion. And it started about maybe a year ago. And I've just gotten super into it. Yeah, it's like that. It kind of like, you know, it's like a, it, it really is. It's kind of viral. Like you, once you get the bug, you're just like, it's, it's all in very easy. Um, So you start, you started out with a catfish pond. So were you, I mean, I, when I first started fishing, I was primarily fishing, well, initially for like whatever, but whatever was going to bite. But then when it came to actually targeting species, I got a little bit older. I'd go out with my old man and we would fish for trout. And that style of fishing, at least the way he did, was usually with uh, a crawler and a bobber and or or you or, or a, a split shot sinker and you would fish the bottom. And it was basically you would cast to a spot you thought was juicy and you just kind of wait. Was that your experience early on, especially like with catfish? Uh, it was like that, except we just used a bobber and threw it out there. And if you got a bite, you got a bite. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, so there's a certain level of, you kind of feel like it's it's out of your control at that point. What was the point where you started to get more uh, more into it, where like you were le- learning different techniques, not only just like rigging, but actually like working a bait? Uh, it was actually more of this year yep. whenever it all started. Do you have like a favorite season? Now I know in Alabama your your seasons fluctuate a lot differently than than mine do up here in New England. But uh, what is like your favorite season? Now selfishly, like the thing that's like for you. Don't worry about you know the spawn or anything like that. But your favorite conditions to go out and fish. What would those be? I mean, like you said um, about the spawn, it's got to be during spawn in winter, yeah. just because I love how cold it is and how nice it is out there. Yep, yeah, that's true. Because you say winter, and I, I'm thinking a, t- a whole other thing. Once we get to winter, and right now I don't ice fish. I know that that's coming. It's just a matter of time. I've got enough people around me in my circle where the the hard water fishing is going to happen. But that's the time of year that I absolutely can't stand. For me, I like selfishly, it's fall for the same reasons oh, yeah. that you're saying. Like it, it cools down a little bit. You don't have so much uh, vegetation growing. It's starting to die back. 
things kind of open up. It makes it it makes it really interesting. Uh, what are your preferred types of bodies of water that you like to go out and fish? Is it more larger lakes? Oh, yeah, have to be a larger lake yeah. just because it's spaced out. And uh, my cousin, he's got a kayak, and in their lake, it's a big lake. So you can just go all around the lake, picking out different spots to fish, getting That's all amazing. the good spots. Nice. What uh, do you have? Like a like sort of like a bucket list lake that you want to fish? Eventually, I want to fish Lake Eufaula. Eufaula, huh? Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. <clears throat> what is it about that lake specifically that you you think like that's like just just your your target, your go to? It's where uh, Bassmaster Classics. It's where it happens yeah. plenty of the years. So that's one of the reasons I want to get like a big old bass up in there. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And they're there. They're absolutely there. Let's talk oh, about yeah. uh, confidence baits. What's the What's the one thing that you're going to have tied on that you're like this This will get the job done if I need it to. Um, it's got to be a Texas rig. Yep. Any specific soft plastic? Um, it's got to be a watermelon green with red flake. Yep. Yeah, I have a couple of favorites that are like that too. I really like throwing the Biospawn Vile Bug in that color, oh, and yeah. especially at the spawn this year. That would just get crushed. Between that and uh, a green pumpkin bandito bug, if the red was a little bit too much, I'd throw that. And it was just that was that was one of my my bed fishing go tos right there. And then you know throwing a jig around too is kind of can just be too much for when you're bed fishing. There, it's a little bit too much for them. But I've I've smacked some smallies while they were on beds with a jig oh, yeah. too. It's like yeah, it's it's probably one of my favorite styles. Bed fishing alone, I think, is the greatest thing out there that, that an angler can do a second to like maybe fly fishing or something. Let's talk about, uh, there's, um, well, why don't you jump right in and kind of tell me, like, I want two stories from you really. I want, uh, like the moment, like while you were fishing that you're most proud of for whatever reason, doesn't have to be a PB necessarily. You can share a PB if you want, but, um, you know, the, the moment that you're most proud of, and then also Give me a story where you had like the biggest epic fail, either just like a bonehead move or something sketchy happened or something like that. All right. So my best story, I'm using this little brim rod. It's got some like five pound test on it. Yep. And then I throw this bitsy minnow out there, a little small crankbait. And I'm at this little uh, creek and I'm um, bank fishing. So I throw it out there. I'm reeling it in. I think I'm snagged. Yep. And it's um up out of the water comes this big old eleven pound bass. And I just like so lucky it did not snap my line. Holy! And I finally get it in there. My hand is just shaking while yeah. holding it. That's mo- that's a monster, man. Oh yeah. That's and that was that was what just this last year this happened. Oh, that happened last month, I believe. Are you kidding me? There's got to be yeah. there's got to be pictures on your on your Instagram, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Good. Do me a favor and share that one, and I'll I'll, I'll put it up. I'll share it on my Instagram too. Um, All right. That is awesome, man. Eleven pounds is like that's like a bucket list fish. I I oh, have yeah. like my PB. I just set this week. I'd always had this sort of like ballpark estimate of what because it was a a, a a malfunctioning scale that we waited on. So my old PB was only like three and three quarter, maybe four pounds at the absolute maximum. 
And I was just, I, I basically got on this kick recently where it's like, I, I'm, I'm going to stop measuring my PB based on weight and do it on length. So I caught oh, one yeah. two what was it? Tuesday. And it, yeah, yeah. Tuesday. And it was, it was an 18 and a half inch. So I'm like, all right, based on that. And, and you know, that, that fish could, could vary so much as far as weight oh, yeah. throughout the year. And I'm like, you know, I, I that's just going to be the benchmark right there. So when somebody asks my PB, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I got 11 pounds, man. There are people who go their whole life and never catch a fish that size. Yeah. Good for you. I was dude. like, this is an amazing thing that happened to me. I was like, thank God for this. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that is bananas. What about the moment where you were just like, yeah, that was not going to work. Like an epic fail sort of story. I've got to think about that. I find that either there's there's two camps that people generally fall generally fall into. Either they don't have a, a story yet, and it's only because it hasn't happened. Because it's going to happen. <laughs> there's something's going to oh, happen. Yeah. Or they have so many to choose from that narrowing it down is. And I fall into that. I have way too many stories about stupid things I've done on the water that could have ended really really badly, or, or you know, or, or if nothing else, were just hilarious. Yeah. So. Um... What happened is I've got this little uh, rooster tail. I got them in a pack for Christmas, and yep. um, I'm being real smart with um, a spinner rod, just whipping it up and down, messing around. Hooks me right in the stomach. Oh, man. And those tiny little yeah. rooster tail spinners, those hooks, they're mm-hmm. super sticky, so they'll just get right to you. Damn. Yeah. Were, were you able to remove it on your own, or was it like this panic moment? Um, I was able to remove it after about 30 minutes of having it in there, but oh it was – not as bad as it seems. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Was it was it past the barb or no? Oh yeah, it was way oh, past the barb. Nice. So I had to like poke it through the skin, cut the barb off, oh, and then pull man. it back out. Yeah, that that right there. There. I mean, there are some people that that'll just make them pass out. So there's this one sort of question that pops up, and I've been doing regularly, and I've gotten a whole lot of really really interesting answers, and oddly, a lot of like discarded tackle, like things are like, I got this for you for when you do a prize pack or something. So there's a saying in the fishing industry that t- the tackle companies out there that make these baits. Oftentimes, they'll create something and it catches more suckers or catches more fishermen buying it. Yeah. Then they'll actually catch fish. What's the one tackle trend in your lifetime that you were like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of? And follow-up question, did you actually try it? Okay, so um, it would have to be the Lunker Hut, Spider, and Dragonfly. Okay. I bought both of them, seeing if they would both work. and. Yep. They're not the best thing that you can get out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's weird. I just saw somebody post on Instagram about buying, um, it was the spider. And they said it worked great. Yeah. But, I mean, I've had conversations with multiple people who have said, there. there's no no way. It looks like such a delicate topwater bait that any decent blow-up is just going to take the legs right off. It's going to be, you know. Yeah. yeah, that is one of those things where I've seen it. So even the, dra- especially the dragonfly. Like that's a that's a beautiful looking lure, but I mean, I don't know. It's just way too big. It is very big. The, like especially I almost, the spider. I almost feel like you're better off just throwing a buzz bait. 
You know, yeah. I mean, but that's just me. I mean, I've got like my favorites, but that's crazy. Yeah, that's a good. We had a few people who uh, who had told me the banjo minnow. In fact, yesterday, one of my former guests, a good friend of mine, sent me a Instagram message, and there's just bags of banjo minnows. And he's like, "Yeah, I came across these." He's like, "They're all yours." He's like, "If you want to give them away, it's like you know, gag gifts or something like that." I'm like, "Okay, sounds good. We'll do that." You ever do any uh, any tournament fishing, Ethan? You ever try that? Uh, not yet. But um, this year, going into um, my senior year of high school, yep, I want to join the bass fishing team. That way, I can get into tournaments. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you've got that opportunity there, yeah, I hundred percent think you should go for it. Take your passion, include it into school. You 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 can do very well with that scholarships and things yeah. like that. There is, um, I had never even considered doing uh, like an online tournament using an app or anything like that, the catch photo release style. And I recently got into it and I, I got to tell you, it's like, it, it's a whole lot of fun. It really, really adds another element of, uh, to your, your, your activity of going out and fishing and it puts you in a whole other kind of headspace. It's pretty cool. I really recommend it. Um, we'll be doing some, uh, online tournaments very soon and be awesome. We'd love to have you in, involved with them. And, uh, pretty much all you got to do is yeah, you need a bump board and your phone and you're good to go. It's awesome. All right. I, I, I modified this question recently. It used to be about what you, your most unusual talent was, fishing or otherwise, and I changed that up to what's your like like the the skill when it comes to when you're out fishing that you feel the most confident in. Like for me, it's flipping and pitching. Like I feel really good about that. I feel really accurate. Things like that. It's something I've worked on. What about you? Like what's that technique that you feel like really, really, really confident with? Like I said, using a worm. Yep. If I could like flip that into some good brush because it's not um something that you usually flip out there, but yeah, I just take it by um, the Tugstein weight, yep. flip it out there, and then I just get it all in that brush and get a bass to bite it. Nice. That's awesome. What's your, uh, when, you, when you, now do you have a boat or a kayak or are you primarily a bank angler? Um, I'm bank angler right now. Bank angler. When you were out there, how, how much gear are you carrying with you? Like how many, how many combos do you take? Um, I take two to three rods yep. out there. And, That's respectable. Um, recently, um, I got a quantum rod, yep. which my cousin was saying, hey, don't get that. They're not the best. But like the, um, what's it called? The inside of it, the um, when you cast it out. The small bearings. Oh, the bearings. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, those are so good on quantum rods, I found out. Yep. Yeah, it's funny. Like when it comes to using gear, everybody uses the stuff that they like. And some people like they, they, they're into what they're into. And, it, you know, it's like that's the beauty about this sport is that. There's so many different combinations of things that might work for different people for all kinds of different reasons. And it's like, so I'll ask you this. Um, like, for example, you, uh, you you fish with any topwater frogs generally? Oh, uh, yeah. So what type of uh, rod setup are you throwing there? I'm throwing a baitcaster um, favorite rod. Yep. What's the, what's the power on it? Is it uh, medium heavy, heavy, extra heavy? It's a medium heavy. It's a medium heavy. So I've heard from a lot of people. They're like, "Oh, if you're you know out there frogging, you need to use a, a real heavy rod in order to be able to like have the backbone in order to you know wrench that that fish out of whatever you're in." And I totally get that. In New England, yeah. I mean, even when I say that, albeit a body of water, and it's like, "Oh, it's all weeds and pads." 
it's nothing. Like if you go down south, even slightly, like if you even get into like Virginia, I feel like you're dealing with a whole other level of like uh, of cover on the water surface there. So I get away with a medium heavy all the time. Um, I'm not exactly sure if there's any kind of a benefit like for me to up to because I'm already lugging around on the bank four rods and a huge backpack of gear. And I, I'm, I'm already oh, yeah. reconsidering life. I'm like, how can I streamline this down and make it a little bit more? And that's why when I talk to other bank anglers, I love it when I find someone who's like, I carry one rod or two. And they're like, this is what it is. I love when it's like, I carry two rods, one's a bait caster and one's a spinning combo. And I'm just like, yeah, that's, you've, you've unlocked it. That's a, a thing of beauty right there. But it is, yeah, it's, I've got, it's, it's hard to limit yourself like that. Yeah. I've got um, two bait casters that I, that I carry with me. And yep. then I've got um, this loose spinning rod, which is super amazing. It like casts super smooth, reels in super smooth. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think, you know, if, when I first started getting into bait casting combos, I was pretty much writing off spinning gear right away. I was just like, oh, there's no need for this. I don't need it. And then I remember I tried to throw a weightless, I think it was a weightless stick bait. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That's, this is not the best idea. You know, yeah. it's just, it, it's, it's like, it's super accurate, but it's, uh, it, it, if I can keep my bait changes within a similar weight, then that's less fine tuning I need to do on the reel. And you know, when I'm out there, I'd rather just do that. So yeah, I brought back a spinning combo real quick and it it's paid dividends. It really has. Is there a certain type of fishing that you like, what's your, your, your main species that you focus on? If any, a large mouth bass. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I figured. I mean, it's like, it's, it's just, it's fantastic. I love catching. I'll never, ever turn yeah. down. I love catching smallmouth as well, but uh, I, I'll never turn down, uh, you know, just, just a bucket mouth, large mouth. It's like, come on. That's, that's, I think is the goal. Awesome. So I've still, well, I've still yet to catch uh, my first smallmouth yet. So I'm still waiting for that to happen. They fight like a son of a bitch. They really do. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're just, they're, they're, they're absolutely beautiful. Uh, there was a, a, an, a picture I shared on my Instagram of all the different species of bass that are common. And I completely didn't realize that there were so many that were just either, you know, f- based in like, you know, specific regions or slight variations, like just unbelievable. And someone even commented in there, they're like, oh, you forgot rock bass. And I was just like, I, I didn't put this together. I just shared it. <laughs> but for whatever, it's fine. So what's the future for you? Like you mentioned getting into uh, as, as far as high school, as far as high school angling and stuff, like where do you want to take, want fishing to take you? Like, is there a, a bucket list, like a, a trip necessarily, or some type of a goal that you're shooting for? Well, my first uh, thing on the bucket list, I got two things uh, set up for right now. It's to go to Texas with my cousin, stay there for a week and fish up there. Yeah. And, um, go to the Guggen squad HQ up there. Oh yeah. And, um, also to just, um, go down to Mexico with, uh, my buddy and go fish up there. That's on, on my list. I want to do a Mexico trip for sure, because I'm, you know, I figure I have, I've only got a few more years to my 50th birthday. Well, actually quite a few more years to my 50th birthday, but that's the target right there. I want to go and do that. 
there's like, I mean, like you've got your your bucket list lake. For me, I want to be on, there's a handful of New England lakes I want to make happen beforehand that are just, they're big bodies of water. They're not something I'm going to try to tackle with a kayak. Some of them I'm look, I'm considering a guide just so I can go and have like the best experience possible having their knowledge and everything. I'm all about that. So like Champlain, Candlewood, Winnipesaukee, these are all lakes up in the Northeast that I want to hit before that. But Mexico, yeah, that's that's the dream. Texas, absolutely. I'd love to get down south and get on some some really, really big, big fish. You guys are lucky. You got that big growing season down there. They can. You guys have some yeah. donkeys. How's the scene for fishing in Alabama? Like, do you find that the majority of your friends are out there in the outdoors? Like, most people are fishing. Like, even when you bump into people, they're people you already know. Or, or is it more like um, up here where you're kind of like it's kind of a crapshoot? Um, yeah, it's like what you're saying up there. It's really um, not that many people do it down here, as it would seem. Really. I would figure just yeah. with the, you know, the, the 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 weather and the growing season, the appeal. I'd be like, I'd be all about it. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I would think a majority of my friends. I wish I could say they would go fishing, but yep, they just really aren't into it that much. It's just not their thing. Yeah, some of them they just you know it just it, it just doesn't work. I think I'm seeing this eleven pounder man right now. Yeah, on it. man, that is crazy. It was like. One of the best days of my life. Oh, absolutely. I believe it, man. And it's like one of those things. So I'll share a little story with you. I had uh, last year, I, I'm one of these people where I try to set goals. And what I'll do is I'll have a going into something. When it comes to fishing, if there's a presentation or a technique that I'm trying to learn, I'll take that and I'll dedicate little bits of time every time I'm out. So one of these things was the was a jig. I I, I had no a no real experience with a jig. I, it made all the sense in the world that it should produce really well, but I was always really kind of blown away with that that saying that a jig will get you less bites, but the bites that you do get will be big ones. And I figured I would give it a shot. So I go and I have this one spot that I like to fish out here. And it's on. It's a. It's a well maintained pond. It's on a college campus, but it gets a ton of pressure. There's a, a hiking trail nearby. There's a lot of people in the summertime when school's not in session that will use that that pond for recreation, all kinds of stuff. So, I go out this to this spot, and there's a little area where there's a concrete platform and uh, a dam, and I can fish from this platform, and I'm probably about six six or seven feet up from the water, the, the surface of the water. And I'm just fishing, having a great time. And I, I decide this one night, this is probably a little over a year ago, I decide I'm going to start throwing um, a, an Arky jig, a, a green pumpkin Arky jig. I forget what, 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 what brand it was or all that. So I throw it on and I start uh, working this one corner where I was getting some strikes earlier. And I get like this strike that felt like a Mack truck hit me. Like just slammed me and I I set the hook and this fish goes off and you know how like when the fish goes broadside and you can see the white of the belly and you're just like oh this is something rather significant right here this is this is happening and I'm sure that was the moment with that big one that you you pulled out too you were like there's that moment where you're like you realize what's on the other end of the line and all of a sudden it becomes a whole other game well so realizing this I knew that this fish I it was too big for me to flip up that high and over the railing because there's a, there's a railing that kind of keeps you up there. 
And there was no way I could do that. Either my rod was going to break or I was going to break the line. I didn't want to take a, a, a risk of either way. And I go about 300 yeah. pounds. I climb over. I, I So I open up. I release the spool and I let them swim out slowly. I keep some tension on my thumb and I let them swim out slowly uh, before I close it back up and I jump over the railing onto the actual platform of the dam. And the water level was low enough. There was no water coming over. So it was like it was a safe kind of maneuver. I go over and I catch this fish and I grab him and I take and I was like shaking like like it was a religious oh, yeah. experience. I could not believe oh, yeah. it. So I'm there and I I have the fish and I've been going back and forth and all I want to do is get get him released safely as quickly as possible because this is a trophy. I'm a big big catch and release fan. So oh, yeah. I go and I'm like, all right, but I got to get a picture. Well, my phone was not in my pocket. It was in my tackle bag. Up oh gosh! On so and being this three hundred pound dumbass on this dam holding this fish that had to go three and a half four pounds, uh, and I can't climb up and grab it and to to grab my phone. All I could do is release him and then call my buddy and say, "You will never believe what the hell just happened." And it was like yeah. I was I was at that point. It just I I stopped for about five minutes. I made the phone call. And then I was just like, I'm going home. I'm just packing it up and going yeah. home. It's like it is the most amazing thing. And that's kind of my goal. Is like I just wanna I'm always it's like it's like you're almost like you're a drug addict, really. They say like the tug is the drug. You're always chasing that rush of getting that just that monster fish, that big bite, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's what we have to look forward to for the rest of our lives. <laughs> It's good stuff, man. All right, Ethan. Well, I'm glad you were able to do this, man. This is really cool. Um, do you have? Uh, why don't you promote your Instagram if you're looking to get some people to check out what you're doing? Maybe shoot you some messages, anything like that. If you're on Fish Brain, whatever you want to promote, here's your opportunity. Uh, my Instagram is Benjamin Ethan Newsom. It's all just one word. And uh, yeah, that's really all that I got to promote. Awesome, man. Well, awesome. Well, um, also, my YouTube account is Newsome Fishing. Nice. And um, yeah, I'm trying to gain some subscribers on there. Yeah, so could definitely go ahead and subscribe. It doesn't it doesn't hurt to follow these accounts and watch them, you know, grow and, and get better and better and better. The more content they put out, nice job. I'm gonna go and subscribe actually right now for you and check that out. All right, see what you, got. you have any videos up there right now or, or or is it that you're building? Um I got some videos up there. Nice. Very cool. Very, very cool. I'll check them out. And then uh, thanks again for doing this, man. Uh, tight lines. Have yourself uh, a great weekend and a great fourth. And I'll let you know when we do one of those tournaments, man. It'll be a whole lot of fun. It'll be great, great stuff. We'll have all some right. good prizes. All right, bud? All right. See you, man. All right. Take care, buddy. You have a good one. See ya. Well, all right, everybody. That was a really, really good interview with Ethan. Ethan, thanks for reaching out and, uh, and, and touching base with us. Always, always good to, one, connect with the listeners uh, and also, you know, have a conversation with them. Like, if, 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 if a listener reaches out to me and says, you know, hey, we'd love to, you know, I, we listen to the show, we're, we're, we're into this, I, the first thing I always say is, I'd love to talk to you about fishing. Absolutely. You never know the kind of stuff that you're going to learn, not only about an angler or about like you know an angler in another part of the country but you'll also get like a little bit of perspective and it's just just it's a good way it's a way that with this whole thing just kind of keeps going speaking of which i want to say this um ethan falls into this category too uh the the younger anglers that are out there that are out fishing and and, and really like killing it especially on social media like the way not just the youtube videos youtube's huge a hundred percent but even if you're just out there and you're, you're doing your thing posting pictures on instagram giving feedback 
feedback and sharing your adventures through whatever methods your your whatever your platform may be kudos to you give yourselves a round of applause because you deserve it it's that kind of thing that uh it really makes a difference for this as a movement as a as a sport as uh even even just a just a pastime that gets normally handed down uh you know just through generations but this kind of lets us reach people from all different angles and and it's amazing like fishing is just fishing is just fantastic uh and i gotta tell you there's even been in in my own mind. I've been kicking around the idea that this might be the year I end up on the ice. It might be the year I end up on the ice. I may just have to do that because I got I'm I'm all in right now. I am all in with this, and uh, I love it. So anyway, thank you so much, guys, for listening. I really, really do. I appreciate all of our listeners. Remember, if you are enjoying this podcast and you want to try to support us, yes, visit jigsandbigs.com. We've got merch there and everything else, but take that and copy that address, jigsandbigs.com. Share it with your friends. If you're part of a fishing group on for instance, Facebook, share that link there and let people know what the, that this show is out there that, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to do something great, you know, share, send some listeners, or if you know, an angler that uh, has an amazing story that maybe I should be in touch with and have a conversation with, you're definitely going to want to pass that info along to them for sure, because I would like to speak with them and, uh, and, and get as many, uh, different perspectives as we can. One last thing before I wrap things up, guys, uh, I had mentioned before that there was going to be a game show happening, uh, a fishing game show. And, uh, it's it's happening. It's 100% happening. So we're trying to line up some dates and things, and I'll have full announcement of that in the next week or two, but it's going to be amazing. You're not going to want to miss out, and I really shouldn't, but I'm going to. I'm going to throw this out there. Pay close attention to Jigs and Bigs and our sponsors and online homies. So when I say that, I'm talking about Hookset Hoodlums and Old Glory Outdoors. Pay special attention to that in the coming weeks for uh, mainly on Instagram because, and here's why, you could win some great stuff. I'm. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. That's all you're going to get out of me now until we have the dots on the I's and the T's fully crossed. So that's all you're going to get from me for right now, but I swear you're going to you're going to love this. Your head's going to explode. It's going to be amazing. Uh, yeah, trivia uh, trivia game show where the topic is uh, fishing and fishing-related facts. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. These are worlds colliding, and I couldn't be more excited about it. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you more than you even realize. Uh, as always, if you, if you could, subscribe to this. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or you're listening on Spotify, hit that subscribe button there. It'll just give you a little bit of a reminder when I post new content and there will be some bonus content coming as this show grows and grows and grows. Uh, I appreciate every single one of you guys for listening. Thanks so much. Remember, I love your feedback. You can contact me. Visit jigsandbigs.com and uh, send me a message. Let me know what you think about the show. If there's something you think that I should change, I'm more than receptive to, to hearing that as well. I'm not one of these guys that needs to have my ass kissed constantly. Once in a while is fine, but not constantly. If you guys have any kind of feedback, I'd love to know about it. I really, really do appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. I have the best listeners in the entire podcast world. You guys are awesome. Have yourselves a great week. And if you don't hear from me by the 4th, happy Independence Day. You guys have yourself a great one, everybody. Uh, be safe and uh, get on them. Catch some biggins.
Tight lines, everybody. We'll see you next week. 